Hi out there in podcast land. This is Dr. Woody Johnson, and uh, we have Vega Carlson here, and we are going to share some information with you today that we hope that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Sure will. How you doing today, Vega? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you have any more fights on that on the metro that uh, you had? The- no, not today. Today was <laughs> no fights. Yeah, she had a harrowing experience the other day, which, which I wouldn't wish on anybody. No. That's what happens in Los Angeles, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Especially those buses. So. Yeah. Okay, so what's our topic today? So today we're going to talk about dreams. Dreams? Yes. Wow, that could be really exciting. Or definitely. scary. Yeah. Have you ever had any scary dreams? Yeah, a lot of them. But really? Yeah, but good thing about dreams, you don't always remember them. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nothing haunts me to this day. Okay, good. Glad to hear that. Well, what is it that you would like to know? Because one of the reasons why we're doing this is that Vega wanted to get into the subject of dreams, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So you share with me that you were going to have a dream for us. Yes. So I'm really interested in dreams and, you know, how the meaning of the dreams and if we can tell something about the dreams can tell something about our lives and what we do today, how you can connect it. So um, I was thinking... I can give you an example of one of the dreams I had the other night. And then after that, maybe you can tell me something about this dream. If there was a reason or a meaning with this dream and why, really. So it starts out pretty random. I'm at a shopping mall with some friends. And if I remember correctly, we were just strolling around. And then I get on the escalator going down. But I'm always too late to take the last step off the escalators. I'm always ending up falling. But the weird thing is when I'm all the way down and gonna take the step off, I'm falling, but I always wake up or I kind of lose track from the dream. So it's like my body reacts like I'm falling. But after that, I don't know what happened. I never see myself hitting the ground. I never see myself afterwards or if I even really felt it was just more the last step I never took it and BAM that's it I either wake up or I just kind of that dream just disappears and uh, yeah I was just wondering if I can somehow connect this to something else in my life it can be worth mentioning too that when I was around a year old I was actually in a shopping mall with my mom and somehow I managed to escape from the stroller and the next thing my mom see is me getting on the escalator by myself of course she started panicking and start running to me but luckily there was a guy who caught it all or catch it all and then um he saw this and lifted me up before the end of the escalator ride which would probably end up pretty bad if a one-year-old tried to get off an escalator so yeah that could be pretty harrowing yeah for a one-year-old and for anyone that isn't used to escalators yeah uh yeah well let, let me share with you a little bit about what dreams are and where mm-hmm. they come from and what they mean uh what they what their function is and Dreams are ways that, well, there's several functions for a dream. One is that it consolidates the things that happen during the day so they can provide meaning. Another function for a dream is to problem solve, take some of the stressful situations of the day and actually go through them and get something out of it. Mm-hmm. And another is that, you know, Freud said something a long time ago. You know, Sigmund Freud, the grandfather of psychoanalysis yeah, and psychology. I know that guy. Yeah, you're that guy. <laughs> 
He once said, because dreams are very metaphorical and subjective, mm -hmm. so sometimes cigar is just a cigar. Do you know what that means? Sometimes it just is what it is. Yeah, sometimes okay. it's not meaning anything, it's not standing for anything, sometimes no. it just is what it is. Now, with your dream, and it's really interesting that you have a memory of going back to the mall and the escalators. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. But what's weird to me is that I don't remember that situation myself, okay. of course. I was only one year old, but my mom told me afterwards. Your consciousness doesn't remember. Yes. So I guess my unconscious remembers somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, another question, one question I have for you, though. Mm -hmm. Is this a recurring dream? Because it sounded like it's happened a number of yes. times. Yes. When's so, the last time it happened? Um, This was a couple of days ago. I oh, really? Yeah. Always a little bit unclear, like, when I wake up, how I got to that escalator. But I always remember me not getting off it or always falling trying to get off mm -hmm. it. So, But it's also weird to me that I never really see how it ends. Like, I don't see myself really falling or hitting the ground if it hurts me. If it doesn't hurt me, it's always like, oh, mm -hmm. and I can't get off. So well, like, that's a normal occurrence as well. That, mm -hmm. uh, some dreams, even though they're reoccurring, they never resolve. In other words, they don't come to an ending necessarily. Mm -hmm. And another thing about it, a dream, dreams are very subjective. Now, I'm going to give you an interpretation of that dream, but that doesn't mean that's necessarily what is going yeah. on in that dream. It can be uh, a way for you to navigate, so to speak, in your mind mm -hmm. what is relevant, what isn't, and whether or not that interpretation has some meaning for you. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you were in a mall, malls can represent anything from being wonderlands of places to go and uh, explore mm -hmm. to being a scary place that holds all of these things that you shouldn't buy, that you shouldn't spend money. Uh, it could be a place of actual treasure so that you see all these opportunities to not only buy things, but you can see yourself as selling something. So it's a tra interpersonal tra transactions and all manner of transactions. So that mall can represent something that is both attractive and as well repellent. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the fact that you're on the escalator going down, that could represent immersing yourself into this, these opportunities, but scared of them. And even though consciously you may not feel anxiety or fear, but there might be some going on unconsciously because you're Swedish, right? Mm -hmm. And you moved here how long ago? Um, three years ago. About three in years ago. Okay. Yes. This is similar to a big mall. There's all types of opportunities, there's all types of glitter and things that look very attractive. And there's also a lot of things that could be scary. Mm -hmm. So descending down into a situation that you don't know about you just you're just going down you don't know why you're going down and then you fall that could represent the trepidation the anxiety of getting into things that on the one hand hold promise mm -hmm. but on the other hand hold situations that could be uh, troublesome and yeah. situations where you could actually fail. Well, that makes sense. Especially maybe too, if you never know how a situation like that's going to end. You know, when I moved here, of course it was a big adventure and I saw so many opportunities and I was so happy to move. But then again, I didn't know how long I could stay, if I was going to, you know, like it here, if I was going to like the school I was going to. So, I mean, it's like a new challenge in life that you don't know how it's going to end. Exactly. And, uh, Exactly. Yeah, that's... Yeah, now, that's that leads it. us to another point in mm -hmm. our conversation, and that is 
how dreams can be used. As I said before, one of the things that's great about dreams is they could be a problem-solving vehicle. Mm -hmm. And this, in this instance, it, you can ask questions to your subconscious because the great thing about your subconscious is that even though there's a lot, there's this vast repository of information and data and experiences that you aren't aware of, one way to become aware of them is to ask questions to your subconscious. And one of the ways that these questions are answered is through our dreams through and through metaphors mm -hmm. so that when you ask a question regarding what does this escalator mean for me what am i going to fall if i if so what does that mean what's going to happen is there something i need to be concerned about these types of questions are they begin to initiate what's called well they're introspective mm -hmm. and they're self-reflective and they, they initiate an internal search that your unconscious is going through simply by asking the question. So the problem-solving aspects of your dreams can really be helpful. Yeah, mm, pretty cool. Pretty cool? Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> okay, well, what are some of the other questions you have about dreams? So, okay, mm, I wrote down some questions. You did answer some of them, but um, much speaking, I heard or read somewhere that we dream every night. Is that true? That is true, but we don't always remember those dreams. So what is, why do we remember some of them and some of them we don't remember? Well, there's, a, there's a several reasons for that. One is because of the multiple or the multi-nature of the purpose of mm -hmm. dreams. You know, it's not just one reason why we have dreams. So that sometimes it's firings, random firings in, in our uh, brain. Mm -hmm. that cause images and things like that. So we see the images in, in theta, REM, in REM sleep, which is uh, a theta wave. And I'll talk about waves in a moment. But as we go into rapid eye movement sleep, mm -hmm. the random firings of our brain, which can cause images, can either flitter away to nothing or we, they can actually be captured by the hippocampus and the limbic system in our midbrain. That's where our emotions lie. That's why we're, there's some dreams where we become very frightened. Others, when we become very, very pleasant, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a lot of fun. So we've got, on the one hand, very painful emotions that can happen. And on the other hand, we have very uh, positive emotions that can happen. So it depends on what's going on. Are we always aware of the dream while we dream it? It's just that we sometimes forget it when we wake up. Well, when you say aware, do you mean you know in the dream, you know you're dreaming? Yeah, because you know sometimes when, I mean, I guess all the times for the dreams that we do remember, because when we wake up, we'll be like, oh, I was dreaming so much, and we can tell the story again what we just dreamt of. But is it true that we are aware of the dream while we dream it, but then just sometimes when we wake up, we do remember some of them? And some of them we don't. That's a great question. And I wish I knew. Mm. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> That's a great question because on the one hand, mm -hmm. when you're in a dream, you rarely know that you're dreaming. In fact, when you're going down the escalator, it seems as though you're re it's real, right? It seems like it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. That's the nature of most dreams. But there's a certain type of dream called a lucid dream. Mm -hmm. Now, how would you, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be in a dream and you wake up in, in that dream? Not, your body is still asleep, but your mind is still dreaming. And you create a movie for yourself that's very pleasurable, that's very engaging, and you have a good time. And you do exactly what you want to do. Does that sound like something you'd like to do? Yes and no, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, of course, it sounds really good when you say it like that. 
But first off, I did have one of those experiences where when my body was still asleep but my mind was awake and that wasn't a pleasant pleasant experience so i think that i might be kind of scared if i go into that same state again that's different though that's called catatonia when your body becomes literally paralyzed in fact our bodies become paralyzed every time we dream there is a function that happens inside of our brain that protects us mm -hmm. from acting out the dream hmm. now people that suffer with uh, neurological issues parkinson's being one of them mm -hmm. that part of their brain shuts down so they'll act out they'll they'll start punching or kicking or running oh. in a dream so what you experienced was normal mm -hmm. and it's scary because you have become conscious that you can't move yeah and that yeah, that's no, that's not fun. I've had that too. Yeah, that that that's, that's pretty common. I was panicking. <laughs> now, panicking. the other part that you said sounded good. Yes. The, the lucid part of the dream is when you wake up in a dream and you're still dreaming. Yeah. You're actually going through the but dream. You can kind of. Right. Your body's still paralyzed, uh -huh. and, but it's not as though you are aware of it. So if you're running towards something, or maybe a animal's running after yeah. you, you're not going to actually jump out of bed and start running. I kind of had those dreams too, because I do remember some of my dreams where I could kind of decide for myself what to do. So I was conscious of my dream and my decisions in my dream. And that was actually a pleasant experience because all of a sudden now I could choose to go to this house or not go to that house or meet this person or not. So That's fantastic. In fact, um, Stephen LeBurge mm -hmm. wrote a book called Lucid Dreaming. In fact, I would rec uh, recommend it to you if you want to get more into to this subject. And in it, he talked about the research that was done with lucid dreaming and the fact, was it, it's a fact now, we know this, that we can not only create a lucid dream, but in that lucid dream, we can manipulate the things in the dream. Now, another theory about dreams is that every part of our dream, every animal or living thing in our dream mm -hmm. is actually a reflection of us. It is us in that dream. Okay. So when we're met with ghosts or monsters, or on the other hand, maybe something that's very uh, positive, it's a reflection of ourselves. That's one of the notions of what dreams mean. And that has a lot to do with how we would interpret. Mm -hmm. But the great thing is, with regard to problem solving, what you just talked about a minute ago, that's something that you can really use. Now, there was a, a scientist, his name was Crick. Mm -hmm. Crick came up with his partner, I've forgotten his partner's name right now, but Crick was one of the researchers that was looking into DNA. And he actually identified the fact that DNA is a double helix. You know, it's, it, mm -hmm. it wraps around yeah. itself. Now, that came to him in a dream. How do you think oh. it came to him? I don't know. <laughs> he dreamt of two snakes coiling around each other. And he woke up out of the dream and said, Eureka, that's what it is. It's a double helix. And he was right. They researched it and they found out that that's a DNA sequence. Mm. So cool. one of the ways that we, I, I mentioned questions, uh -huh. you ask yourself questions before you go to sleep and you think about the hmm. things that you want to figure out. One of the ways that your mind, your subconscious mind will work on that is to dream about it and present options for you. And that's how you actually problem solve. 
song for the drink. That's really cool. I'm going to try that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Okay. I got two more questions for you. Okay. Well, you know, one other thing, though, on, mm -hmm. on, this, on this last point. If you really want to explore your dreams, which is highly advisable, mm -hmm. I really recommend it, is to get yourself a little desk lamp or a nightstand lamp that's, mm -hmm. that's not real bright that you can, in half sleep, press the button and turn it on and keep a journal, small dream journal right next to you so that when you're in a dream and you wake up immediately, you know, just jot, you don't have to write one piece, just jot a few notes down about what the dream had to do with and close it and go back to sleep. So that was actually my second question because I heard about keeping a dream log. I got really two questions about it. First off, is that going to somehow improve our memory? Well, the hippocampus, as I mentioned before, has a lot to do with memory, and the thalamus has a lot to do with memory. Mm -hmm. The hippocampus has to do with long arrangement. Now, that, what you just described, really doesn't have a lot to do with your memory. Okay. Uh, it's not going to help your memory uh, necessarily or hurt it. It's just a process. So, what's the benefits by keeping this dream log? Is it for us to maybe find answers to our problems, or... Well, you asking more to go about the dream log helping you to remember? Well, my first question Because was, that would be a yes. That would be a yes. Okay. The dream log is going to help you to remember it. And the reason why yes, you want to remember course. it? Yes, of course. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, question. the question. Yes. So. so that you can begin to identify patterns in mm -hmm. your dreams. So that you can actually begin to identify the metaphors that are floating around in your dream that keep coming up. Metaphors that are relevant to the question that you're asking. Metaphors that are relevant to the problem that you're trying to solve. So it's really imperative mm -hmm. for folks that, that want to explore their dreams to have that log or that journal or that diary, however you want to call it, write in it and review it every morning. And after a while, things will make a little more sense and you'll begin to, what's more important, answer the question of hmm. why you had that particular dream or yeah. why these particular dreams keep coming up. Hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, that could be a cool thing to see. Mm -hmm. Okay, well that's cool. So, is there any specific signs in our dreams that has a bigger meaning? And more like examples, because you know, if you read in a magazine, they can be like, oh, if you find yourself in a classroom and you don't know the answer, this can mean this and this and that. Mm -hmm. So, I was just wondering if there are any specific signs in our dream that we can kind of look for that might have a bigger meaning. Well, one of them is the unconscious being uh, related to the sea and water. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things about water is with regard to dreams is that it's theorized that because it's so vast and so much of it, it's, that's your unconscious. So if you find that your your dream is taking you underwater, mm -hmm. and especially if you start breathing underwater, which is kind of a lucid part of the dream, yeah. that could mean that you are feeling powerful, you're feeling strong, you're feeling capable and competent. Uh, it depends on what happens in that. Part. Yeah, but that's one of the things. One of the examples. Uh, dreaming about babies could have a lot to do with going into a new endeavor, trying something different. Because babies represent not only birth but freshness. They represent adventure. They represent a new opportunity or a new challenge. Because everything, all all opportunities aren't positive. Some opportunities are, are rather negative, and that's because of the, how they challenge you. They cause you to grow. Mm. So those those are a couple of things. Yeah. Okay. So. One more thing that I've been thinking of is that some dreams I do remember when I wake up, but at the end of the day, I would never remember what I was dreaming about the last night. So is that because the dreams are somehow in our unconsciousness? So during the day when we are conscious, 
it kind of flows away in our brain somewhere? Well, a, a remembered dream can happen anytime. Mm -hmm. You can remember a dream while you're eating lunch or talking, having a conversation with someone. It's almost totally random. There may be some things in the immediate environment at the time that would trigger the memory of the dream, but it's it's a lot of times it's just random. Okay. And it's more likely that you would remember the dream right after you wake up or soon after you wake up and get up than later on during the day. Is it also true that we only dream about people, locations that we somewhere and sometimes have seen? No, we we, dream, we can dream about any virtually anything in the universe. And that brings me to an esoteric point uh -huh. that there are some theories and alternative ways of looking at our spirit and who we are in terms of soul. And one of the theories is that, and this is really out there, so um, let me state that right up front. Some theories that when we're dreaming, we're actually, when we go to sleep, our bodies, our, our etheric body, leaves the physical body and goes to another location in the universe to learn. The spirit is learning. And that some of our dreams have to do with those things that we're learning during that time. Hmm. <laughs> no, it, it's said, just, hmm. no, but it's just very cool. And I just, that talk just remind me of a situation that happened to me when maybe I was 12. Mm -hmm. I was in a pretty bad accident and uh, when I was on the ground both of my front teeth was like half off and my body was just you know my arm was or how do you say I broke my okay. arm yes and it was just really it was a really bad experience but somehow and I do remember this so strongly I kind of it was like I left my body and I saw myself from I saw myself from up somewhere mm -hmm. so it was like I was aware of what was just happening but all of a sudden I was above looking down at myself laying there do you know what that's called no that's called an outer that's called crazy crazy <laughs> no. yes that's no, me of course I <laughs> It's called an outer body experience. Or and another way to put it is that when that we often leave our bodies, mm -hmm. but most of us don't know it. And some folks, in fact, one is if you want to look into this, his name is Robert Monroe. Robert Monroe was an engineer and a radio engineer. Had a radio station back in the fifties. He's since he died in the eighties. He started the Monroe Institute, where they do a lot of research in sound and creating out-of-body out of experiences, OE, o, OBEs, what they're called, OBEs. So what you probably experienced or may have experienced, at least in my opinion, is that out-of-body experience because that's what people report. They say that they, they float above their body and they can see themselves, especially with a near-death experience, an NDE. Mm -hmm. near-death experience is when someone actually begins a flat line. So they are, by all accounts, dead. Their body has died. There's no electrical activity, no EEG, no EKG. And for that period of time, they come back, well, they're out for that period of time. And they're able to see everything that's going on in the operating. They hear the conversations of the doctors. They hear things like, oh, we're losing him. We're losing him. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gone. We've got to start, um, bring me the crash cart. Yeah. You know? And they'll see them. And then they may see their relative that have already died. So that's called an outer body experience. And that sounds like what you had. Because it was, first of all, it was extremely, it was traumatic. It was sudden. You were probably in a lot of pain and, and you were in shock. Mm -hmm. And for that brief moment you left your body hmm. yeah that's that's something else <laughs> what now how long was it that 
before you realize that you were back in your body? I mean, do you think you wouldn't know this, but how, how long do you think? I mean, when I think about it, I know I saw myself but just for a couple of seconds. So it was like a brief moment. I saw myself lying there. And it's weird because I was aware that I was still alive, but I know that that was like hurting me very bad, I would say. So to answer your question, I'm not sure when I kind of realized Oh, now I'm in my body again. But I know that I saw myself laying there for a couple of seconds. Okay, good. That's that's great. That's that's, that's never happened to me consciously. I've no. never I've never had an out of body. I've tried many times. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've never caused it. Mm -hmm. I'd yeah. love to have one though. It was it was nice to be honest because I was in a lot of pain, mm -hmm. and then when I kind of zoomed out and I saw myself, it was like peaceful somehow. I didn't hear yeah, nothing. I didn't feel nothing. Yeah. That's what people say. I just, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, I realized, like, damn, okay, you're laying there, this is what happened to you, this is what happened to your body, it's pretty bad, but I couldn't feel it, and I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing about it, but I wasn't in no pain when I saw myself, yeah. so. Yeah, that's, that's, those, those are common res responses. Yeah. Well, we've come to the end of today's yes. uh, podcast. Hope people, I hope you guys enjoyed it out there. Yes. But you know what, we came up with something that maybe we could talk about it at another time, mm -hmm. and that is the strange, and we could call them strange, at least the strange to most people, things that happen when people go into hypnosis and how people begin to do what's called remote viewing, to have telepathic experiences. All that stuff's really fascinating. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, definitely. Because that's right. something that you're very familiar with, right? Right. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. Soon. Well, okay. We've, it's been great being here with you. Uh, we'll have another podcast soon, and be careful out there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.